In this episode of 2000 Books, Go For No author Andrea Waltz tells us why we have to fail more in order to succeed more and how to overcome that fear of failure and rejection and go after our biggest dreams. Well, hello, hello, my ambitious friends, and welcome to 2000 Books, where we bring you the most important actionable ideas from the world's greatest books for ambitious entrepreneurs. Books in the field of startups, marketing, sales, productivity, management, leadership, strategy, self-help, and much more. And I'm your host, Manny Vaya. Today, I'm really excited to be chatting with Andrea Waltz. Andrea is the co-founder of Courage Crafters Incorporated. She's a keynote speaker and the co-author of Go For No, a runaway bestseller on Amazon. This book has almost 800 five-star reviews on Amazon, which speaks volumes about how this book has really affected people's lives. Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's great to be with you. Thank you. Um, so let's get started with Go For No. Let's start with uh, the... Uh, how did this book come into being? Give us the background of this book. Well, there's a story in the book um, about Richard. The story actually happened to him, and it's where he learned the whole go for no concept. And he's selling suits for a living. Um, he's doing horribly. A district manager comes in and basically asks him the question that would change his life, which is after this great sale he had, this man asked him, "How did you know? You know, what did that customer say no to?" And that question. What did the customer say no to? Um, was the question that really led Richard down a path to learning the go for no concept because after that, the district manager then said, well, then how did you know he was done? And so that um, was something that Richard was teaching. He was a, a sales trainer um, in corporate America and he was sharing this for years and years. And then finally, when we launched our company, we decided we wanted to write a book kind of as that as the as the base of the philosophy but then all of the things behind the idea of hearing the word no and um, increasing intentionally increasing your failure rate so when we wrote the book it was a totally new um, I mean people had talked about the idea of failure and rejection um, and and some sales trainers out there certainly teach the concept, but I think we were the first to really package it in this idea of don't avoid no, go for no. Absolutely. And the story is a fantastic one. Uh, I guess it changes view on, on embracing failure. But there's also another story. Uh, I don't know if that happened before you published the book or after the book published the book, which was how he proposed to you, how he courted, to you, courted you in the process. And I, I really want our listeners to hear that story in detail. So do tell us about that one. <laughs> yeah, we, we like to share this one at the beginning of most of our speaking engagements because everybody's always wondering, you know, what is the deal with us? Um, are we married or, you know, what, what's that? What's, what's the story behind that? And it's funny because we um, got together and first was just a, a professional basis. We wanted to launch our company and then kind of the romance developed. Was the book already that. published by then? No, no, no. The, um, the book was something that we did um, really together um, after we launched our business but he he started asking me to marry him every day. Um, it was just so silly, and it was it started very quickly. And How I long into the relationship no. did he start asking you? Oh, very quickly, like within a few weeks. <laughs> so I always said no. I always said no, and he probably asked it. Um, like he always says, it's about four hundred times. It was over a year, and then finally one day I I said, oh. 
yes, fine, let's do it, you know, and he was so excited, he ran, we were in a department store, and he ran over and bought the ring right there, and found me in the shoe department, and put the ring on my finger, and asked me formally, and so it was, it was kind of funny, but yeah, he was very persistent. (laughs) Wow, that is some persistence, 400 no's is a lot of no's to take, Um, and of course, as in our entrepreneurial journey, as, as ambitious entrepreneurs, that's part of, that's part of life, that's part of the process of, uh, learning and growing and becoming better and uh, we have to face these no's of course 400 is a huge number but props to Richard for that oh by the way Richard is Richard Panton he's the co-author of the book of course, right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Um, now let's let's talk about the three most important ideas in the book let's let's dive into them let's let's learn the best stuff from the book now, of course the book is a story it's a business fable but let's let's get some ideas from you Yes, absolutely. Well, the core um, fundamental philosophy is the whole idea that um, you have to be willing, in fact, want to fail more. And that can be a lot uh, that can be tough for a lot of people because we've all been taught and trained in society, especially as entrepreneurs, to be more successful, not to fail, to avoid failure. We actually have a model in our book where we kind of explain the old model. Um, and that is, um, and I think you refer to this as the paradox you know, of failure. It, it is the paradox of failure and success because most people, the, they operate with the old model, which is I'm going to, um, I, I'm going to see failure and success as choices, you know, failures on one side, successes on the other, and which do I want to choose? Whereas in the book, we explain that actually you are on one end of the spectrum and the failure and rejection and hearing no's are something that you move through towards the success and the yeses and all of those things, that it's not a choice, that failure and success really are opposite sides of the same coin. They're yin and yang, um, which is kind of, you know, more of a, that's the Eastern view, right, of, of failure and success, that they're really combined and together they're not separate, whereas we want to separate them so badly. You know, we want to just focus on success when you can get your mind around the idea that it's okay um, and that you're not really out to just constantly prove yourself that you're out to learn and grow. Um, it, it's far easier to, to ultimately absorb what go for no really means, but you have to get the failure success model in your, in your mind. Yeah. I'm a physicist and an engineer by education. And the idea of paradoxes is really fascinating to me. Um, The great quantum physicist and Nobel laureate Niels Bohr once said, the opposite of a fact is a falsehood, but the opposite of one profound truth may very well be another profound truth. It's so powerful. And, And this is coming from a physicist, people who are known to only believe in science. So this idea has stayed with me for a very long time. And the more I study life, the more I find it to be true. And especially in this case. So when we're going for great success in our lives, when we're growing, when we're going after the biggest yeses in our lives, we've got to realize that they will not come without the other side of the equation, which is the nose, which is the failures. And the more we allow ourselves to embrace these challenges, the more we're going to grow in the process. And that's the key that the the idea that there is a process like a no as as the subtitle of the book uh, i'll let you tell the subtitle it's 
Yes is the destination, no is how you get there. Exactly. Yes is the destination and no is how you get there. So we want the yeses and we want the yeses so bad. We want this black and white outcome. We want this result to be yes right now. But what we don't realize is that through these challenges, through, through these no's, through these failures, we'll learn and adapt and we'll continue to learn and adapt and get to the final destination. We'll not just get it right now. Exactly. And that's, I think, the um, the challenge for most people is that um, they they do everything within their power to avoid failure, to avoid, um, you know, um, looking like a feeling foolish. Um, they have fear of judgment from their other people. So it's not about avoiding. It, it really is about embracing it and then figuring out, OK, um, is there anything that I learned here? And and using that as a stepping stone. And I know some people think it's cliche and some people, oh, yeah, you have to fail. But really, um, it, it that mindset is so important because you don't realize how you can sabotage actually and and have this opportunity. Right. You maybe you have some opportunity to meet somebody or or um, do something different, take a risk. And deep inside, there's that voice that says, avoid that. That could lead to failure. That's too risky for you. And so you have to embrace that failure model um, because it's not cliche, because in that moment, you need to you need to go for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We need to. Uh, I think it's the essence of growth. It's the essence of learning. The fact that every time we come across these new failures or these new challenges, we're we're pushing new boundaries, we're going to the next level, we're going challenging the next frontier that we have in our lives. And failures will never stop in our lives. If we somehow believe that if I work hard today, if I get everything done today, if I make my million dollars or hundred million dollars or a billion dollars, then I will stop failing and I'll have a, a fun life. That's absolutely not true. You've got to, every day, we've got to wrestle with that failure. We've got to beat it down every day. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Well, let's 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 jump into the next idea. So um, this is where it gets a little bit interesting because it, once you get the idea of okay, I have to operate with a new model, then it comes to taking action. And this is real. And I know we'll talk about some action things, but this um, the core um, philosophy is to intentionally then increase your failure rate. So if failing is good and we don't want to avoid it, now the next step is, okay, intentionally increase your failure rate, intentionally go out and hear more no's. And that really is the kind of the next level for people because they think, okay, I guess I'll be willing to fail. Now we're saying we want to fail. We want to intentionally go out and try things talk to more people, tell our story, and that it takes go for no. That's really what go for no is about. Because if it was just this idea of, okay, adopt this new way of thinking, that's one thing. But now that is really the action. Now there are ways of putting this in place that we'll talk about. But to really get the idea of intentionally going out and hearing no more often is kind of the big idea behind the book, um, not just you know, it, you have to have that model as the foundation, but then it's taking that action. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating because what happens when we embrace that no, when we say, okay, let me just go and uh, get failures, get these no's, it takes a lot of weight off our shoulders. It liberates us to experiment. It liberates us to try new things, to be okay with failure now. 
while we were not okay with failure earlier, now we're um, now we're okay with failure. So now we cannot fail at it, and that. Uh, you know that gets the creativity flowing. That gets the excitement. Like that, that makes it a fun game in some ways. Do you say? What do you think? Oh, absolutely. And we'll talk about how to really put that in place. But you know, you're so right. And and this idea of being intentional about it is also important because. It is that moment where, again, that voice, that voice comes into sabotage and say, um, are you sure you want to ask this person this question? Are you sure you want to start this business or try this? You probably, it's probably not a good idea. When you go out and you say, I'm going to intentionally put myself on the line and intentionally hear a no today, then in that moment, like you said, it becomes a game and you say, oh no, I'm trying to get a no. Now some people, and I, we have to talk about this because this is a little, this is, uh, gets, gets a little into the law of attraction. Some people will say, oh, well, so you're saying I'm just going to go for no and, and, uh, and, and all I'll get then is no's. And that actually is not true at all. In fact, it is only when you kind of free yourself up without having to worry about the outcome and really focus on your behavior or the process where the yeses start to happen. When we're always limiting ourselves, sabotaging ourselves and avoiding opportunities to fail, avoiding opportunities to hear no, um, it almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy in that case where you attract limited um, lack and you're not attracting the opportunities because you're never giving yourself a chance to have interesting things happen. Mm -hmm. So that's an interesting take because yeah, I can see the uh, see a lot of the people who are who who just believe in positive thinking and that's the only way they want to see life. Um, rosy glasses and all that stuff. They would say, yeah, well, if I if all I say is no, then I'll attract no all my life and then I'll be a failure. But what we're, we're what you're teaching here is not that uh, you are gonna you're gonna embrace no as the final answer, but you're embracing no as the process that's gonna get you to the destination. So there's this intention, the final intention of getting to the answer, getting to the goal. At the same time, embracing this as the journey rather than as the end goal. Exactly. So it really becomes about having that moment and those epiphanies all the time where you have those opportunities that come up and you say, I'm just going to go for no. What's the what's the worst can, that can happen? And the worst that can happen is that person will tell you no. Um, and you learn in that moment to survive that process. And then what happens, though, is a yes will happen almost sometimes unexpectedly. And that tends to shift people's mindset where they say, oh, so you see, I was just expecting, I was just going for no, I expected that I was going to be told no, and now I have this yes, this strategy works, because I'm, I'm really focused on myself and not expecting the outcome. I'm just going to go and see what happens. And if it's a no, great. And if it's a yes, great. But it's about your behavior and really it's taking, I guess what you could call a negative situation, a negative reality and making yourself empowered rather than a victim. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I'm going to execute my, my behavior. I'm going to take the action, even if I fail. Yeah, yeah. That's really key there, because what happens, uh, or what we're doing in this moment, when, when we attach ourselves too tightly 
to an outcome when we have we get all wound up saying there this should be this is all i this is the only outcome i want and i must get it and we get so attached to it we end up not being able to try new things being creative or um, the the fun part is gone and that's you know that's it again it's it's like two sides of the equation we got to have really strong intention we got to go for what we really want and really wanted but at the same time allow ourselves to fail allow ourselves to um get dirty in this journey we cannot just say i'm not going to fail at all and i'm just going to succeed because that's again you know that's a very uh, a path of just one side of the equation we're not taking the whole path into consideration Exactly. And when you say things like that, and there's that famous phrase, which I love what I love the intention of this phrase, but the idea of failure is not an option. You know, it, it's well intended, meaning, you know, we're going to make this happen. And I love that positiveness. On the other hand, if you say that, and then that stops you because you're so fearful of the fear, then you just say, well, if failure is not an option, then I should never try. Because the chances are somewhere along the path, whether it's step one or step five or step 10, I'm going to fail. Something's going to go wrong here, right? I mean, we all know that. And so if failure is not an option, I think it, it stops a lot of people. I mean, if I told you, hey, I want you to start a car- carpet cleaning business next week. And by the way, failure is not an option. You'd say, oh, no, I'm not sure. You know, maybe I shouldn't start that business because I think I'm probably going to fail along the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's why I think people don't start is because they have these memes in their head um, that, that stop them. Yeah, the failure is not an option. Is It's a great quote, as you said. It, it makes a lot of sense. But the truth is failure is only there when you stop trying. So exactly. the act of not trying is failure in itself. Uh, unfortunately, people stop trying just when it's starting and that's you know that's when the failure has already occurred rather than trying as long as you're trying there's no failure failure comes at the end of stopping to try exactly yep um other idea that i really wanted to focus on which is basically the biggest the 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 worst no that we will ever hear the worst no that we ever get in our lives what is that Yes. So, so the, the worst no, the most dangerous no is the no that we give ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that is where instead of um, instead of allowing someone else to have the opportunity to tell us no, to decide, we tell ourselves no. And it is dangerous because um, it is so limiting. And it, again, comes back from that wanting to protect um, maybe from an ego standpoint or just a, a self-confidence, self-esteem standpoint. So we tell ourselves no before we allow anyone else the opportunity to tell us no. And of course, the funny thing is that we don't know what other people are going to do or decide or spend or anything. But um, along with this, I will tell you the two biggest issues with this idea of, of the most, you know, the, the most dangerous no that we all do. And these are two huge things. They are, I call it the kryptonite to a good go for no strategy. And that is one, it's prejudging other people and two, making assumptions. And we, and so we give ourselves the no, because what we do is we make assumptions about what I think you're going to do. I think what you're going to say. And so I assume you're going to tell me no. So I give myself the no first. 
or I prejudge you and I say, you're going to, you know, whatever. And I give myself to know. So those two things, making those assumptions or prejudging somebody, different parts of the process, a lot of times is how we end up giving ourselves that big no. And so when we stop doing that, that allows us to stop telling ourselves no and, and going for no more successfully. So I tell people all the time, no prejudging allowed, no assumptions, because as soon as you start making assumptions, that's when you stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like as entrepreneurs, it's, there's, you know, we, we tend to put this uh, maybe a glass ceiling on our heads or maybe this false ceiling that this is my business can only grow so much or this is the limit of what I can do or even uh, this is this is I, I cannot compete with a business that big or I cannot go after a client that big. It's always uh, that voice in our head, the nagging voice in our head that says, no, you you know, don't even try because the trial itself might, you know, why, why even try if you're going to fail? So we tell ourselves that no before anyone ever had the opportunity to say that. And it's so insidious. It's so insidious because uh, it happens so quickly. It happens inside our heads so quickly. And we don't even get to question it. We don't even get to uh, analyze it because it's it almost becomes automatic after a while. We get used to the idea, nah, I'm, I'm not good enough to that for that or I'm not big enough for that. I'm not strong enough for that. I'm not good looking enough for that, whatever it is. And unfortunately or fortunately, the truth is that there's so many opportunities we get in the world when if only we had asked, probably would have been so much different. Yes, exactly. It is insidious and it happens instantaneously. And that's why People ask us all the time, well, how, you know, how long does this take? Can I reprogram how I think about failure and rejection? And I, can I stop doing these things? And how long does it take? And it really ultimately depends on how deeply kind of ingrained some of these beliefs are. It, how deeply ingrained is the, is your failure success model? Are you, have you constantly been in a, a person over the years who avoids you know, hearing no, do you hate rejection? Um, are you deeply ingrained with having, you know, how, how other people view you and being judged, right? Um, but if you, and so it, how long it takes is different for everybody, but you can start the process by intentionally um, going out and, and trying to fail and intentionally increasing your nose and working on those prejudgments and working on those assumptions and, and, catching yourself in that process and if you can start doing that and then seeing the results so it's kind of like you know um you, you people say you know you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink right um you can't force the horse well what we're saying is you're the horse and we have to force you to drink <laughs> you have to take action you have to go for no you have to you have to fail and see that you can survive and see that the yes is there oftentimes behind that no, and then your mindset changes on the back end. So it's different for everybody in terms of how long it takes and, and it de depends on you know your background and where, where kind of your mindset has been. But I have seen people shift quickly and incredibly to being somebody, um, I've gotten tons of emails over the years people just saying, I hated the word no, and I feared the word no. And literally days, weeks, um, I've completely changed my mind. 
about it because they take that action and then they see the results and then their mindset changes. I would venture to say that this is a lifelong journey. This will not stop. I mean, as long as we continue to grow, as long as we continue to push our boundaries, as long as we continue to challenge our comfort zone. And every time we accomplish a new goal, we're, we have a different comfort zone, but we have another one. So if we got to go after the next one, we are, again, we've got to challenge ourselves to stop prejudging ourselves. We got to challenge ourselves to stop telling no to ourselves and go for the next level. I think it's a it's a journey that never ends. Uh, you're being kind to people when you say they've they've been able to convert it forever. Because I think uh, um, there's going to be that place where they again have to go and go to the next level and the next level and the next level. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah, good point. Of course. Of course, you're right. Um, now let's you know as we're talking we're talking about action we're talking about changing this mindset we're talking about how we um, really take action and here uh, here in this podcast we always emphasize there's no learning without action if if someone listens to this podcast and they listen to everything that we talked about but they don't take any action it's all gone to waste so let's make sure they take some action let's make sure uh, they have some actionable advice here so let's let's jump into it what's the first thing that they can do right well, the first thing that I like to teach people is um, to set a no goal. And there's kind of two pieces to this. And there's so many ways to take action on this. So I, <laughs> I'm i going to try to squeeze this into three. But um, so the first piece is part of the, the setting a no goal means to set a goal for the number of no's you're going to hear. Now, before you even do that, we kind of have to figure out where you are in this process. So I always say create a no awareness. So if you're listening to this and you think, um, I want to do this, I want to try this, this sounds interesting. First, take a week and, and look at your business in terms of whatever you're doing, where the, you're you know, out there and, and you're um, going to use this go for no idea and create a no awareness of how many no's are you getting? Are you talking to people? Are you failing? Do you get told no many times a day or do you go weeks without getting one no? And when you analyze that and kind of step back, it can it, that is the um, foundation for how you then set a no goal. And that that means then, okay, so let's say I don't ever hear no. I just I never go for a no. I always I, I go for a, a, a yes here and a yes there. If I if I'm absolutely certain that person will tell me yes, but other than that, I don't. So your no goal might be simple. It might be two let's try to get two no's this week. Um, someone else who says, yeah, I, I actually, I'm not afraid of no, I, you know, I do it all the time. Well, maybe they could go and have a no goal of 10 or 20 this week. And it can be in every part of the process for your business. So, you know, it, it everybody has to take this and, and customize it to themselves, right? So if you're trying to set appointments with people, if you are literally selling and you want to suggest additional products and services, um, if you're fundraising and you want to try to get some big donor to give you an extra huge check, it doesn't matter. You can use this idea of setting these no goals. Um, and then it's just really important to track it. So I say to people, Literally, your action item is figure out where you are now, set a no goal for the week. Week is kind of ideal. If you go monthly, it's too long. People will stall. <laughs> they'll, they'll say, oh, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Um, and, and if you want to then set a no goal for the week, you can break it down daily if you want. Or you could just have this weekly goal. Depends on, depends on again, your own business. Okay. 
So what you're saying, what we're, we're saying is like you got to take an inventory of where you are today with the nose. Like, uh, are you able to handle two nose in a week, or ten nose in a week, or twenty nose in a week? And not only that, also understand, I guess, uh, um, what your failure rate is. Is that part of the equation too, so that you can try to improve on it, or try to increase it, or um, uh, and then once you know where you are, then you can go to the next step, which is let's increase the numbers, let's increase, let's uh, increase the percentages whatever it is. Exactly. So if you set a goal to get 10 no's and you um, Monday through Friday and you get 10 by Wednesday, then next week maybe go from 10 to 12. The point though of these no goals is to make it fun and to make it a game as you were saying earlier, right? So it's it's too, it's, and, and so many people have done this to great success and said, um, my, one of my favorite stories is a friend of ours and he said it was Friday afternoon at like 5.30, 6 o'clock, and he said, I had nine no's for the week. And he said, I really wanted to get 10 because that was my goal. Well, he had a guy, a prospect that he had been calling on forever. And he said, I decided to call this gentleman and get my no because I knew this person would tell me no and it was going to be easy. I'd get my no and I would have my 10. And he said, so I got on the phone and I called this guy up and the guy said, oh, Mike, I'm so glad you called. You know, I've been thinking about you and I'm finally ready to do it. I, you know, and he said, I couldn't believe it. I got I got the yes after, you know, thinking I was going to get the no. Funny things happen like that. But when the pressure's off, you could just have fun with it. Yeah. And I guess that's the, what's the next action item here? What's the number two in our list? So number two is really um, to celebrate. So if you, if you, um, you know, set a no goal, it's really to celebrate because that act, activity, that action is totally counterintuitive to what we normally do, right? Normally what we do is we get a no and we, and we start with the negativity. Um, who takes the, who take, goes out and gives themselves an ice cream cone when they get a no? Nobody does that, right? It's like, oh, I don't deserve that. In fact, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to get anything tonight. I'm going to not get anything that I want. Um, it's kind of the opposite. So we say when you're in action, you're really celebrating the process. You're celebrating your behavior as opposed to what we typically do, which is always rewarding the result or always we reward the outcome, right? So it's really kind of this um, process versus outcome um, reward system. So if you celebrate the no's, especially when you hit your no goal is what I'm talking about, and you have fun with it, then your mindset again will start changing and and it all goes back to kind of reprogramming how you think and also how you feel about the word no yeah that's so cru- that's so crucial i mean what you just said which is we don't uh we have a society that's so ex- so obsessed with uh, success that we cannot allow ourselves to celebrate our endeavor the struggle celebrate the hard work that we put in day in and day out and we just wait for that one glorious day when everything will work out perfectly and uh, we forget that we're trying hard every day and uh, rewarding ourselves actually helps us and that's something um, scientifically it's been proven to be true that like being kind to ourselves being gentle with ourselves rewarding ourselves for our efforts actually helps us uh, I, I was talking to Kristen Neff the author of self-compassion and she's talking about the same thing which is like being harsh on yourself really hurts us rather than helps us so 
Same thing as what you're saying. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Well, you know, um, Richard says this all the time. He says, um, you can't hate your way to happiness. And so if you are getting no's, and then your solution to that is to berate yourself and to say, oh, I'm a failure, I'm bad, I'm this, I'm that, I'm not going to succeed. Well, I don't know about you, but that's not motivating, right? That's, you know, um, there's, there's, um, certainly you want to do things that will um, motivate you and inspire you and talking bad to yourself and saying those things is not inspiring and <laughs> doesn't, you know, that's not, I don't think for most people they go like, oh, okay, I'm horrible. Th- that's great. That's a great pep talk, you know? Um, but we do that when we get nose a lot. So the celebration really changes that whole dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. And the third action item, what, what could it be? Right. So the third action item is really how you deal with that physical manifestation of this whole process, which is fear. Um, there's a lot of fear and anxiety around, around go for no. (laughs) Um, a lot of people tell me I can't do it. You know, I have such anxiety. I have such fear. I can't call someone. I can't pick up the phone. Um, and so really it's transferring those feelings of fear into feelings of excitement. And one of the ways that you can do that really is, um, well, there are several actually, but just for, for sake of putting this into action immediately is your breath. And understanding that you can choose to have your breath operate in one of two ways. It can be where you are short of breath and literally um, so fearful or that breath of excitement, right? And, and having that breath that you take in and, and push back out um, both through your nose and out your mouth as a breath of excitement rather than a breath of fear. And when you, tra- when you transition that in your own head of the excitement, it becomes more exhilarating like a fun thing, whereas maybe you're getting on a roller coaster or something, assuming you like those things. And it's that excitement breath rather than that fear breath. And that kind that can calm you down, especially also, you know, breathing through your nose, out your mouth, um, in, in can really kind of calm you down and help you, um, get that sense of peace in your mind because when we're anxious, right. And we're nervous that never translates well to taking action. Immediately what we do is we have that fight or flight syndrome. And for us as entrepreneurs, especially so if we don't have a boss standing over us going, you're going to do this now. We, we flee, <laughs> we, we take flight immediately. So you have to calm down with that breath so that we can take those actions, see that we didn't die, see that we're okay. And again, that helps change the mindset. Absolutely. And I, I just want to, uh, tell, or, or I want to talk to the listeners really quickly here, uh, I think you're well aware that this is scientifically proven to be true. What what uh, Andrea is teaching us here is the idea of, you know, when you hold your breath, when we are holding our breath in in response to a fearful activity that's going, like when we are in front of a sales prospect, when we are going after a big business deal and we're uh, standing there and we are fearful, we're scared, and we're what happens is we hold our breath. The, hold, the holding of breath, what it does is activates the sympathetic nervous system and that, um, that shoots up the cortisol levels, that shoots up the stress hormones in our system and we get really stressed out. But the act of releasing that, of breathing it out, the exhalation actually activates our parasympathetic nervous system and it cools us down. It, uh, it uh, takes 
off the edge so we need some sort of excitement we need some sort of uh, that uh, um, drive that adrenaline rush but we don't need too much of it and this is like there's this moment where we breathe in and then we breathe out just maybe a few seconds longer to activate the parasympathetic nervous quickly and take control of our prefrontal cortex which is our thinking part of the brain and then we stop thinking from our limbic brain which is the brain that gets scared um, the lizard brain and that's mm-hmm. how this whole thing works out really um, well and it happens so quickly you can do we can do it in three or four breaths and we can calm ourselves down in three or four breaths just taking if i could if i could just expound on what you're saying andrea it's almost yeah. like taking f- breaths to the count of four one two three four and then hold it maybe for a count of two or three one two three and then exhale it out for let's say a count of seven one two three four five six seven now this rhythm this breathing pattern will slow will calm you down that's the key I love that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, cool. So this has been really action-packed uh, and a lot of great learning here. Andrea, how can our ambitious entrepreneurs learn more about you and actually get to learn more from everything you guys are doing? Well, they can visit gofornow.com and we have a lot of things there that people can interact with. Um, certainly you can get the book. You know, I always recommend that as a great place to start. We've got other training materials, but we have a fun no quotient assessment at our website um, at GoForNo. So they can come and take a 20, 20 question assessment to see kind of where they are in their mindset. Um, we've got a great blog where we have great, you know, bite sized posts so people can read and um, I call it motivation. So (laughs) you come and get motivated every day because as you said, you know, I like to see quick results for people, but you know, it is a long, it is a lifelong journey and um, we always want to be learning and growing. So I encourage people to come often and and read and and keep these reminders in their head because it's easy to forget. You know, we can so easily fall back into the trap of the old mindset and the old thinking and just literally forget what we know to be true. And so I have, I have often had people come back and they say, I know I, I was going for no for a long time. And then I just, I forgot. And now I'm back, you know, because I realized this is what, you know, how I can get some great results. Yeah. It's like what Zig Ziglar says. He says, motivation is like taking a shower. You have to do it every day. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I would love people to come visit us anytime on the online. It's it's there's a lot to a lot to absorb. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me. A lot of fun. Of course, all the links from the show today will be on the show notes page. There you can also download the summary and action guide of the book. So just head on over to 2000books.com and you will find everything right there.